This installment of the AX Insider podcast features a conversation with Sam Whitehorn, principal and co-founder of Elevate Government Affairs, which helps clients work through the inner workings of Washington policymaking. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the AX Insider podcast. My name is Andy Telejohn. I'm the senior writer at Airport Experience News. Today, we're talking again with Sam Whitehorn, principal and co-founder of Elevate Government Affairs, which helps clients work through the inner workings of Washington policymaking, particularly in the areas of transportation, infrastructure, and technology. Uh, Sam spent uh, more than 30 years addressing legal and policy issues uh, in those areas uh, in several positions, including in the U.S. Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee, and he previous to that was a senior attorney at the U.S. Department of Transportation's General Counsel's Office. And Sam, you're the first repeat visitor on the AX Insider podcast. Thanks for coming back. Uh, my pleasure. I, and I appreciate coming back. Uh, and honored to be the first one. Let, let's hope this one goes well. <laughs> well, uh, uh, apparently uh, we didn't scare you off the first time. So I uh, really appreciate you getting, giving us some insight. Uh, in, the, in the time since we last talked, we've had an election. Uh, it uh, has not uh, closed out as cleanly as most elections do, but it does appear as though we're going to have a new president out of this. Uh, Joe Biden, as of now, at least, has won the election. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, his thoughts on transportation, what you've gleaned over the years on his thoughts about transportation infrastructure funding and specifically uh, how that relates to what airports might expect for the next few years? Sure. Um and, and, you know, this has been a tough uh, election cycle um, for everybody, um, but we are at the point where the Electoral College is about to certify the results in a couple of days, and the Biden team and the transition process is unfolding. Um, and it's important to note there are lots of key players in the transition process that are uh, related to various segments in the industry. Uh, including airports um, that are on that transition team. Um, and then when we talk about what Biden is saying on infrastructure, um, I think everybody's expecting and all the common threads and conversations we're having is that there will be a push to do an infrastructure package or early on. Um, and part of that is, you know, jobs, growth, and also there's a lot of things that need to get fixed, you know, whether it's runways or bridges or roadways or water systems or what, whatever it is. Um, there's a lot of, lot of stuff that needs to be fixed, but there's a lot of change that's coming in the, in the transportation sector from the technologies that are coming. And for airports, you know, we have known for a long time um, of the need for more funding to build to meet demand. Right now, we're in a situation where demand is way down, you know, 60, 70%. Um, some say, okay, we can wait in terms of infrastructure build out. But on the other hand, it's a good time to build because we are down and we can do some things in terms of construction and cycles that uh, are more challenging when, you know, one of, the, one of the more amazing things to watch is an airport under construction that has to continue to function at 100%. Uh, every airport that I have climbed through around the country and around the world, when they go through these projects, it has always amazed me at how 
at the engineering and the and the process and and part of that is going to happen in this in this Biden package that's coming uh, and we're anticipating money for airports. I don't know how much. There have been no details yet, but we're anticipating a, a robust um, infrastructure package. Okay, well, that's uh, that's got to be encouraging. I think a lot of the directors that I talk to and that you probably talk to as well would say this would be the time to do a lot of these projects. You can speed them up and uh, and uh, and do them for uh, less money when there aren't uh, you know when there aren't as many people walking around the airport and uh, you don't have to phase as many things, et cetera. So that's uh, probably music to the ears of uh, of folks running airports around here. Uh, at the same time, I, I'm, I'm curious, you say you think it sounds like there's a, a general agreement that that kind of thing needs to happen. Infrastructure was talked about a lot leading into the last election, too, uh, and uh, not uh, not as much as we thought might have happened, happened uh, over the last four years. So, uh, and you got a lot going on with COVID. You did mention uh, getting people back to work, and certainly infrastructure spending can do that. But uh, there's a lot of other noise out there right now. Uh, what leads you to believe that the infrastructure spending might be more likely to happen this time around than uh, than last time? So, I, I, and this is my personal view. I know uh, President-elect Trump before he took office, talked a lot about the need for an infrastructure bill. I think a lot of people believed not doing that early was a mistake because it, it is a bipartisan issue. And I believe President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris understand that and want to get, at, get out early on something that folks can work together on. There are going to be challenges. There's no question that my definition, your definition, my airport director friend's definition of infrastructure is far different from others. Um, and then how you pay for things also matters. You know, we're pretty lucky in the airport world in that we have a source of funding and a trust fund that's robust enough to pay for some things and pay for more things and be used effectively. The rest of the transportation sector doesn't quite have that uh, in the same way. So uh, there are issues that are going to come up and there are going to be fights over it. Um, but the need for infrastructure, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You got, a, you, got a, you got potholes in your roads. You got some bridges that need help. You got airports that need help. It, it goes across the spectrum and it creates jobs. And given where the economy is, that's a good thing for folks to, to focus on and focus on together. You mentioned that this is a bipartisan issue, and certainly uh, it would be nice to see a little bit more of that uh, out uh, in Washington these days. Uh, circling back to the election again, uh, the more that uh, things change with the new president likely coming in, uh, the more it seems like they may also stay the same um, with the, uh, uh, of course, there's still the Georgia Senate races, the runoffs that are coming up. Uh, uh, but the Democrats would need to win both of those races to uh, take over a majority in the Senate. Uh, if Republicans get one of those two races, they uh, maintain the majority. 
and then we would continue to have divided government. Uh, do you have a feel on uh, on those races and what uh, that might mean for transportation funding and what this all might look like? So what I have heard from collectively from a wide swath of people, my Republican friends, pollsters, whatever, is, you know, those races are going to depend on turnout. You know, they were very close to begin with. Um, Warneck uh, and Leffler, close race. Uh, Ossoff, Purdue, close race also. And um, it's going to depend on the turnout. But, but I want to, I, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that is said about elections, which you need to put in perspective. What matters in terms of controlling the Senate really most impacts judicial appointments because for judicial appointments, you need 50 plus 50 votes, 50 votes. For everything else, you need 60 votes. If we're truly gonna have an infrastructure package that is bipartisan, we're gonna get 70 or 80 votes. So, uh, you know, and, and I have, served in the institution in the majority where you get to say, hey, this is what we want to talk about today. And when I've been in the minority, when you just say, no, I don't feel like talking about that today. So there's, there's power on both minority and majority in the Senate. And that's the way it's designed. But that's also why an infrastructure package is, has to be bipartisan to make this system work for our airports and for the rest of the country. Okay, so the 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 actual uh, the the actual numbers, at least when you're talking about uh, one or two people, either way of fifty fifty, then probably doesn't matter quite as much as it might sound like for an issue like infrastructure. Right. When when Je Senator Jeffords from Vermont switched parties in I don't know when that was two thousand it was two thousand and one May of two thousand and one, just before nine eleven, I became majority counsel. My good friend became minority counsel. I still work with him in the private sector together. Um, it didn't matter. We still did all of our meetings together, we, which is what we had done before. We still cobbled together infrastructure to meet transportation security needs together. And that's what has to happen. And a smaller margin in the House also and in the Senate is either going to do one of two things. It's going to force people to work together or you know, they're going to go back to their corners and get nothing done. And I don't think either side wants to have that happen. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's encouraging. Uh, looking at a couple of the uh, individual races that came out of this, I know there were folks up for re-election that, uh, uh, that have had a lot of experience and in institutional knowledge as far as the uh, transportation infrastructure issues go. I know uh, one uh, in one race, Susan Collins held on to her spot. She's been a big player in transportation. Uh, how big is that uh, when you're looking at uh, uh, putting together uh, infra infrastructure and airport-related packages? And what other races uh, did you pay attention to in terms of the importance uh, toward transportation issues? Well, I... So I'll start with uh, Senator Collins' race. And you're right, she has long been an advocate for transportation and transportation funding. You know, as a Democrat, you know, we clearly wanted to take back the Senate. Uh, that didn't happen. But Senator Collins has been an incredible advocate for lots and lots of things. And, and um, 
Yeah, if she had lost, the Democrats probably would have won the Senate. It would have meant a lot of different things. But her passion for these issues is appreciated and known by every, and we work in different sectors, the transportation world, and she is really well appreciated by many different sectors, uh, not just the airport community. Um, and looking forward to working with, she's got great staff. She's got incredible staff, actually. Um, other races, there were a lot of house races in particularly the suburban districts, but we lost some um, moderate Democrats that I think would have helped on infrastructure uh, as well. Um, uh, and then uh, look, at the, the, the House and Senate are both close. So in the end, our job is to deal with the one you got. And our, our airport community will do that very effectively. I know the trade association groups are going to continue working hard. The airports that we work with uh, in different sectors, everybody's going to work hard with, with the incoming crowd. Okay. Okay. So who knows a little bit about space and technology in, in the aviation world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess that's uh, uh, overall then uh, a, 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 would you say that uh, election day was uh, positive, negative, neutral for, uh, for the industry? Uh, do you have a, a, just a kind of a general overall feel on that? So I, I think it was positive. I think, um, I think the Biden administration um, alone will change the tenor and tone of the discussions with the Hill um, that will make it uh, hopefully much easier to get an infrastructure package to get some things done. Um, I know uh, tracking bills these last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of churn about what should happen. I, I, I think things will um, uh, be a little calmer um, in terms of what the asks are, what the relationships are, uh, and the help that the administration provides really to both parties when you're, when you're doing and crafting legislation, uh, which is very important. Okay, sure. That makes a lot of sense. And, and it is your sense that uh, fairly early on, uh, we'll see some movement on infrastructure and specifically uh, for our, uh, our readers and listeners, airports should expect to be uh, a part of that in some uh, significant way. I believe so. And I know Chairman DeFazio in the House, and that was a race, by the way, we were following closely because he had a tough challenge. So we're delighted that he was uh, reelected. Um, he, you know, look, he's an advocate for a lot of these things uh, and works well with, you know, Sam Graves on that committee, the Republican ranking member, and they both are going to want to get stuff done. So that's, that's a great sign. So institutional knowledge is in place. The, the, the infrastructure has some uh, momentum. So uh, uh, full speed ahead come January and let's get some stuff done. That, that would be all of our hope. Yes. Sounds great. Uh, Sam Whitehorn, principal and co-founder of Elevate Government Affairs. Thank you for taking some time and giving us your thoughts on how this all played out on election day. My pleasure. Glad to do it. And maybe I'll come back for a third time. Hey, I like the sound of that. Let's keep in touch. Take care. Thanks for the time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.